Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. On this episode, we're going to cover probably the most offensive series of the year, probably by far, but as always, we can't do it without Tom. Tom, what is up, buddy? Good evening, Rob. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It was a wild one today. It was a wild one yesterday. It's been a wild series, and we're going to break it all down for you right now. All right, folks. So I am live from, I don't know if I'm in Stafford or Sugarland because the hotel says both, but me and Tom are pretty close to each other. We're not as far as normal, but uh, what did you, what have you heard about JP3? I know he, it looked like he tweaked his hamstring when he swung at the, well, we can get into that game later, but he swung at a pitch and, you know, he was holding his hammy and he didn't play today. So what'd you hear about him? So it's interesting because I got contradicting stories. JP3 said, you know, it wasn't a big deal. It was, it was more like some cramping. And then Dusty came out this morning and said he was a little sore. We're going to give him a day off, try to get better. So we did not get a JP3 today. And we'll get into why we didn't need him. All right. So I was in Sugarland. Well, I'm in Sugarland, I guess. And I went to the Sugarland Space Cowboys game today. But unfortunately, it's not the reason I came here, but unfortunately, you know, I missed an opportunity to see Jordan Alvarez. Is he still sick? So Dusty talked about it today before the game, said he had a head cold. He's worked out the last two days in Houston at the team facilities, but not with the Space Cowboys. Yeah, I was asking Luke after the game, and he's like, I haven't even seen the guy yet. But And Tuvi and Brantley, uh, are they working out or something? I heard something about that. Yeah, they were seen running the bases uh, with the t- club. I believe Tuve was hitting uh, some soft toss. They've also both hit off tees, trying to get you know both of those guys ramped up. We'll see how long it takes them to both get on a rehab assignment. I mean, with Brantley, you kind of just figure you're waiting for them to say that they're shutting him down or something. With Tuve, you feel like eventually he's going to end up with the Space Cowboys or Corpus. Just depends. All right, let me ask you this question. This is a impromptu question because I've been thinking about the production that we're getting from Chaz McCormick. Do you still think we need a bat in center field? I don't even know if you said that, but I know that's something that's been said because someone asked me yesterday, what do the Astros need? And I said, I didn't say they need a center fielder. I said they need a bat, maybe a relief pitcher, and a starter. That's about the only three things that I can think of. Well, tonight we went into it pretty in-depth on the Pro Sports Fanatics app. We talked about it. We we got some guys from the from the crowd to actually get up in there and talk with us a little bit. Uh, your favorite MZMZ went on a nice little rant. He finally got on there and uh, talked about he, – he said the exact same thing that you said, talking about needing a reliever, a left-handed bat, specifically a left-handed bat, because the lineup is incredibly right-handed when Jordan and Tuck are not in there. They're the only two lefties. And then a starting pitcher. 
Uh, MZMZ went on to talk about how he feels that uh, Stroman Bellinger trade from Chicago would would you know really make the Astros intriguing. For me, I think the left-handed bat is is a need because, like we just talked about, they're they're incredibly right-handed without it. However, you really hope that it's it's Michael Brantley. I mean, then you don't have to go chasing an extra bat. Um, when that guy's healthy, when he's right, he really completes this offense. He makes them whole. And uh, that's the guy that I think, if in a perfect world, Uncle Mike, Uncle Mike comes back and we're not talking about another bat because Chaz has been amazing. Chaz has played well. He played really well tonight. And we'll get into that. Yeah, I mean, just think about how I think we're only like three games behind Texas. No to no Altuve, no Brantley. Jordan's been out like a whole month, and we're only three games behind this team that spent billions—probably not billions, but I like to exaggerate—they spent a lot of money building this team, and the Astros are right on their tails. But let's get into this, buddy. I should have took me a nice long drink of water before I started because it's a lot of scoring. Game one was JP France against Otani. We're totally confident in JP France's ability. Bottom of the second, Stefanik, an RBI single, one to zero. Neto grounded out. The runner scores. We are down two to zero. Corey Jolks had an RBI single in the top of the fourth. That made it two to one. Abreu came in to score. Payne had a force out. Chas scored, and we are tied at two to two. Top of the fifth, Kyle Tucker, an RBI double, brings in Alex Bregman. The Astros take the lead. We're going to speak more about Kyle Tucker, but how amazing has this guy been? He's really been the backbone of this Astros offense. He's done so much. Uh, every time you talk about scoring, it seems like he's involved, whether he's being brought in or or driving someone in. He is the focal point of this offense without the big boppers and Altuve and Jordan. And I don't know what this man is going to cost wherever he ends up, but the price tag is just going up oh, every yeah. time. So... It'll be interesting. He's he's playing on, on another level right now. So Abreu reached on an error and Kyle Tucker scored after that. That made it four to two. But the Angels would come back. They got an RBI single, made it four to three. Escobar had another RBI single and were tied again at four to four. There was a lot of back and forth in this series. Um, Mauricio Dubon, a two-run single, brought in Jolks and JP3. We are now up six to four. Abreu who's playing great, an RBI single, Brian Dubon. We are up 7-3 to three in the bottom of the seventh ward at a solo home run. That made it 7-5, to five, and that is the final score. JP only went four and a third, nine hits and four runs. Only two were earned. He didn't walk anybody, and he only had two strikeouts. What do you think about JP's start? JP's start was almost perfect. JP, while, while got touched up early, to give up the first couple of runs up into the, to the, the fourth inning, really you felt like he was in line for the win. The Astros done a great job clawing back into the game, tying it and then getting him the lead. And you felt really good about his chances when normally he doesn't get the offensive uh, production, the run support that he needs to really get that record up to where it should be as well as he's pitched. So everything was in line and then he just stumbled a little bit. The Angels got it going, and they they were he was unable to get out of the fifth inning, and ultimately couldn't win the game. But I felt like J.P. France, for everything that he's been asked to do, 
has pitched so well so far, even in a start where he didn't go as far as you hoped he would because of all the things, you know what I mean? It, it's yeah. it's really tough to really like quantify it because you look at his ERA and it's just average, but the guys pitch great. Yeah. Maton pitched two thirds of an inning. He ends up getting the win. Magic man gave up a hit and had a walk, but he had a scoreless inning. Naris gave up a homer. Abreu had a hit and a walk, but didn't allow any runs. And Presley picks up save number 21. He had three strikeouts. Kyle Tucker, two for three with a walk, and he drove in a run. I told you I need a drink. Abreu went three for four. He had an RBI. Dubon drove in two, and Jolks and Pena both had RBIs. The Astros scored seven runs on 10 hits. They were four for 15. In run for run with runners in scoring position, that's a lot of guys on base in scoring position, and they left 10 on base. Otani, five innings, five hits, five runs, three walks, and seven Ks. He looked tired. I don't know if it was a blister, pretty frustrated when they took him out of the game, but it's always good to get a win against Otani. And I believe the Astros were three and oh against him this year. Absolutely. Shohei Otani did not have his best stuff. It remains to be seen if, you know, the all-star festivities might have might have hindered him a little bit. Uh, I know that when they asked him, you know, what allows him to be so great, he talked about his sleep schedule at length. I, I heard somewhere that he gets like 14 hours a day of sleep. So maybe his sleep schedule was thrown off and maybe that, that did something with his command because he was far more wild than we're used to seeing him. The, the, the strikeout numbers were down, the walk numbers were up, and the Astros just battled. And then they were able to get through him, and then they broke it open against the bullpen, which is something we're definitely going to see as a theme in this series. <laughs> yeah, so we get the win over Otani, which was huge. And then the next game we have for Amber coming up. And I don't know about you, but I went on TikTok, and I predicted a win. Uh, bottom of the second, Rankifo had a three-run homer. It had to be replayed because they didn't know what it was. Uh, they called it a double, but it ended up being a three-run homer. But here comes Kyle Tucker in the top of the third with a two-run single, makes it three to two. And then in the top of the fourth, buddy, Martin Maldonado drives in two runs with a double. The Astros take the lead four to three. Maldi had a pretty good game. Yeah, it was definitely a, a rally that kind of started out of nothing. When you see that inning, the first two batters, they get out, and then all of a sudden you get a, a couple guys on base, and then Maldi hits a double. It was really big because you just felt that's where the, 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 the tide was starting to turn in the Astros' favor, and they were able to tack on some runs. Dubon had an RBI single in the seventh, brought in Chaz. The Astros extend their lead to 5-3. to three. Kyle Tucker had a sack fly, brought in Maldi. That made it 6-3. to three. And then Jose Abreu, a three-run homer, his eighth home run of the year. Dubon and Bregman come in. The Astros are cruising at 9-3, to but it didn't turn out as easy. It didn't even turn out good. <laughs> yeah, that was the beginning of the end. Uh, obviously, nine runs should be enough to win you a baseball game, especially one that Framber started. And unfortunately, as you're going to get into – it, it it got weird really quick. Yeah. So in the bottom half of that inning, Neto had a two-run homer that made it nine to five. Escobar drove in a run that made it nine to six. And then Mustakas, a three-run homer. That made it nine to nine. Here we come. We're coming back, like I said, back and forth, all series. 
Chaz had a two-run homer. That made it 11-9. Yiner Diaz had an RBI. That made it 12-9 Houston. We go into the bottom of the ninth. Hugh Johnny Cash. Brian Presley hasn't given up. I don't even think he's given up a hit in like 12 appearances. Not what I expected. Otani started it off. And I think this is kind of what got him. You know, he gives up a home run to Otani. Do you think that shook him up a little? I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. What do you think happened? I don't know. Uh, it's interesting. Sometimes that's all it takes to get a rally started. I mean, yeah, there's three run hole, but that one base hit or that one base runner, just enough to get that that closer off of his, you know, normal rhythm, have to have to think about it a little bit longer. Otani, you know, shaving that margin from three to two instantly could have definitely impacted the way Presley approached the next couple of guys, probably a little too cautious instead of really attacking the hitters. Yeah, they had a runner on third, and the uh, there was a pass ball made it 12 to 11. Rengifo had an RBI single. Tied it up at 12 to 12. And then something happened that you and the listeners know annoys me. The Astros failed to score. They failed to score in the 10th inning, bringing that ghost runner in. And that frustrated me. But the bottom of the 10th, we could have got out of it. But we talked about JP3 getting injured. Kessinger came in off the bench to play shortstop. And I think he, uh, we had a, I don't know if it was a 100% for sure we're going to get the double play. But it sure seemed like it. But Kessinger threw the ball away and had the air, and they and they scored on us. Yeah, I feel like he rushed the throw a little bit. It was definitely going to be a bang bang play. the The irony is that if 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 Gray makes the throw on on target and he's safe, then you live to fight another day. The fact that he kind of tugged it a little bit to try to really get it there in a hurry is what pulled Abreu off the bag and allowed the runner from that that was on second that went to third to score. So it's a, it's a tough luck loss. These things happen. It was not how we drew it up. It was, it's one of those that probably stung a little bit than any other loss. But like I, like I said on Twitter and like I was talking to some guys, major league baseball, you got it. You got another game seemed like every day. So today was a new day, turn the page. And it seemed like early on in that, in that game this, uh, this afternoon, the Astros were really determined to make sure everyone forgot about yesterday. Framber went six and a third, gave up seven hits, five runs. He had two walks, 13 strikeouts. Framber was pitching amazing. He gave up two homers. Stanek pooped the bed. He pitched a third of an inning, gave up three runs. So even with the five runs from Framber, the three runs given up by Stanek, we still could have won this game. Uh, Brayu gave up a home run. Naris had no runs and a strikeout. Ryan Presley had his fourth blown save of the year, five hits and three runs. Only two were earned, and he went, had one strikeout. Maton, two-thirds of an inning, gave up a run. He takes the loss in the extra innings. Mauricio Dubon, three for six with an RBI. Tucker drove in three. Abreu, two for five. He also drove in three. Your boy, Einer Diaz, two for four with an RBI. Chaz, what can you say about Chaz? We brought him up earlier. Three for three. He walked twice. He had two RBIs. And something that impresses me, and I guess I don't know why, he scored four runs. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, Chaz McCormick has been something that it's 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 really hard to, to discuss, right? He doesn't play as much as Jake. He's probably competing with Corey Jokes a lot for time. But the guy just plays so hard. 
He comes out, does everything that's asked, plays a really good defensive outfielder, whether it's in left or in center. And, you know, there's a large contingent of Astros fans that feel like he needs to be the center fielder and be left alone. I, I, I understand where people come from, where you have all these guys, but when you have a guy like that, who's playing at a level that he's playing, why not leave him alone and see what happens? It'll be interesting to see what goes, what, what happens going forward. Obviously the trade deadlines a couple of weeks away and the Astros are, are looking for ways to improve the club. And who knows, maybe Chaz is a part of that equation. Uh, I know right now I would, I would, start him every day in center field until I have yeah, a reason not to. I agree with that. And something everybody else wouldn't agree with is that I love Maldi and he went two for five with two RBIs. I left out game one. He went over three though. The Astros scored 12 runs on 16 hits and they lose the game. They committed two errors, five for 14 with runners in scoring position. And they left eight on base. All right. I need to take a breather, Tom. So let's take a break. We'll get to game three, Christian Javier, the rubber game. It should be going for the sweep, but it isn't. But anyway, we'll be right back, folks, with more Astros baseball. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. We are back. Let's get to game three. Christian Javier, who's been pitching horribly. They skipped him. They let him rest. He's back. I predicted on the PSF app, six innings. Two runs, eight strikeouts. I got close to that. You did. You did. I think that this was a very productive start for CJ. I think that he was. he's always going to be the guy that throws a lot of pitches, so he's never going to go deep, deep into games. So five, six innings is normally the sweet spot, I think, for Christian Javier. If you get him there with it, with, with the lead, I feel like he gives you a chance to win every time he goes out where he struggled the last couple of times out leading up to this is that he wasn't getting out of the third inning. He wasn't getting out of the fourth inning. And those are problems because now you're asking to, your bullpen to cover that much more. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll in the, in the final thoughts, I'll get into the bullpen, yeah. and how taxed they are and, and just some, some numbers. But today I think CJ had a really good start. So I was thinking about, when you said the bullpen, I thought about telling you I saw Parker Mashinsky pitch. Spencer Arigetti started tonight, so that was an honor to get to see him. The guy's pretty amazing. But uh, John Singleton played first base. That guy's a beast. That guy's huge. And it's pretty crazy that he's still around. I mean, the guy he played for the Astros in like 2014 maybe, and then he went to other places. And the leadoff hitter, for El Paso was Kyle Tucker's brother. That's nuts. Preston, All right. step, former Astro. Bam, bam. So this is the common theme in this uh, episode. Top of the first, Tucker, RBI single. We take the lead one to zero. Mustakas ties it up in the second with a home run. Bottom of the fourth, Cabbage with a two-run double. Three to one, L.A. 
Top of the seventh, Chaz McCormick, solo home run, number 10. Cuts the lead three to two. Jake Myers, home run number seven, three to three. So the two guys fighting it out for center field, both get home runs in that inning. The Angels come back in the seventh. Neto had an RBI double, four to three. Ward had a bases clearing double, seven to three. Angels, how are you guys feeling on the PSF app at this time? We were incredibly frustrated. Um, <laughs> there was a lot of people that that were not happy with the 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 chain of events, and I'll break it down for you for for those that didn't watch the game or maybe had you know it on your phone or something. I didn't like see that. it. I was at the at the Space Cowboys game, so, so I'd love to hear it. The Astros uh, acquired a pitcher from the Cincinnati Reds. His name is uh, Cunel, I believe his name, John Cunel, and he had been in Sugarland for a while. This was a Dana Brown guy, somebody he thought that the, the, the numbers didn't justify the pitcher. The pitcher was better than what his numbers were. And uh, it was some advanced analytic type stuff. And early on, the guy looked great. He pitched an inning real quick. I think it was like 10 or 15 pitches, had three weekly hit ground ball outs. Great start. Looked at, looked at, looked fantastic. The following inning, when the things went south, he comes in and I, I want to say it was a uh, it was a single and then a stolen base. Now you got Shohei Otani up, and they had decided that they weren't going to pitch to Shohei, but they didn't walk him. So they threw four pitches that were just not competitive outside the zone. Shohei walks on four pitches. So now you've got first and second, and I believe he already got two outs. So there was there was a potential for 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 no added damage. Well, does I, I think his pitch count was at twenty three pitches. So then he throws the he throws the three pitches to Otani. Then then they just issue the automatic walk. So now he's at twenty six. So rather than allow this guy who's been really good pitch out of this jam that I mean he gets an out and we're done here he goes and he gets Rafael Montero Rafael Montero is a guy that you know we know everybody that that's been watching the Astros guy struggled he's had a hard time he's given up a lot of runs he's been he's been brought in and just had issues every time so us on the PSF app we're going why oh why would you bring a guy whose confidence is shaken to get one more out when he's got runners on and a potential for a big inning. And of course Montero comes in, you know, and then, then the runs get scored. It's seven to four. And we're like, you know what? If you leave that, that, that the, the new guy, you leave him in there. Those are his runs. We're probably having a different conversation. You yeah. know, the fact that you bring Montero in, we're trying to get right mentally to to further, you know, just just beat himself up over not being able to get the job done. It's tough, man. You're not going to get that guy back right. But yeah, that's Pat, how we were at the time. Yeah, so we're down 7 to 3, and here comes Chaz, home run number 11. It was a two-run shot. Alex Bregman was on base, 7 to 5. We're going to the top of the ninth. Dubon grounded out. Madrid scored 7 to 6. Alex Bregman Home run number 13, Kessinger scored. The Astros take the lead 8-7. to seven. You guys got to be going wild at this time. We absolutely were. Um, at that Astros girl on Twitter, 
She's one of the new hosts that's, that'll be starting here in the next week, I believe. She's got a thing. She has a pair of Alex Bregman socks. And when she wears the socks, all the dude does is hit. As as funny as it would as it would seem, she did not have the socks on when the game started. So the first inning, I think it was, where they had, you know, all the all the traffic on, did not wear the socks. Next time around, socks come on. Alex Bregman will go on to have his first career four hit game. Nice. So after that, Kyle Tucker, it's home run number 14. That makes it nine to seven Astros. And then Shohei Otani gets home run number 34. This guy is amazing. That makes it nine to eight. And that's the final score. But that wasn't all the excitement. Not only did Kyle Tucker add an RBI single to lead off the game, not only did he hit home run number 14, there were two guys on base in the bottom of the ninth, and they were running. They would have scored, but Kyle Tucker made an amazing, an amazing grab. Yeah, Phil Maton came in to close it down, and he started off, you know, with a, with an Otani homer. Well, he got an out, and then Otani homered, which was very critical that he got that first out because Otani could have tied it. And then uh, there were some guys on base, and I think it was Mike Mustakas came up and, I mean, just hit a curveball. Uh, on a line in between what would have been Tucker and Jake Myers and Tuck made a full layout diving catch, which the, which was sports center top, whatever, because the game was on ESPN, amazing yep. play. And uh, the Astros went a wild one. I was lucky enough that when I was writing the notes, that replay came on the TV and I got to see that. So I actually, knew what I was talking about. So I don't know if you guys can tell that I didn't watch the game, but Tom did. Cause I already <laughs> said I was in Sugarland, but I did get to see the highlights on ESPN. So anyway, the Astros win the game nine to eight. They had nine runs on 16 hits. So much offense. You would think that they're already in Colorado three for 17 with runners in scoring position. That's gotta be like close to 60 runners in scoring position. 13 left on base. Alex Bregman, four for five, like you said, two RBIs. Kyle Tucker, four for five with two RBIs. Chaz McCormick, three for four with three RBIs. Those three guys combined, 11 hits and seven RBIs. That's pretty amazing. Kessinger went two for four, and he scored a run. Let's get to CJ. Let's talk about how you thought he did. Five innings, four hits. Three runs, two walks, and seven strikeouts. What you think about CJ's uh, performance tonight? Like I said, it gives you a chance to win. The seven strikeouts, three runs is probably about right for him. Obviously, you hope that he gives up a little less, but it, it was it was interesting. He was getting swings and misses tonight. His fastball was looking like it was doing a little bit more. Uh, uh, I want to say disappearing, but it was just doing more for him. As, as, a, as a weapon to strike out hitters. And although he only went five innings, I think that this was a positive step for CJ. If he's going to get right, he's going to be a huge part to this Astros team going forward in their quest to get back into the playoffs. And then if they're able to do anything in those playoffs, they're going to need him to be right. So that Kunal guy went one and two thirds, two hits, three runs and a walk. Montero, one and a third innings. This is going to make you laugh. I don't even know if you know this. One in the third innings, gave up a run. He had two strike, two strikeouts, a hit and a walk. 
So he didn't play that bad. A hit and a walk. And you were kind of mad that he came in. The guy got the win. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what's crazy about it. Mayton, one inning, two hits, one run. He, he gave up a run and picked up save number one. I think it's his first save ever. <laughs> I really don't I, know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either. Uh, if it is, that's awesome. I think this was a, a huge game for the Astros. Uh, some people on Twitter called it a season-saving game. I don't know about all that. Still way too much baseball to play. Yeah. Um, however, I think for for the, the the mentals, right, to score all these runs, to have all these hits, back-to-back game with 16 hits, and to win the series, you feel a whole lot better on that flight to Denver than coming out of there having all these hits and all these runners on base and only winning a game. So hats off to the Strohs for getting it done. I predicted a low score in today's game because it was 13 and 12 the day before so anyway there was so much scoring that my notes are super messy but i'm gonna get to it i got everything here astros 52 and 42 three games behind texas i think texas were they were they playing the royals oh they're playing cleveland cleveland but next up they got the rays i think right correct that should help us so they got the rays we got the rockies that helps out. So we're off tomorrow. Tuesday, Wednesday, we're in Colorado. Hunter Brown pitches game one. Brandon Belak pitches game two. Now let's hand out some hardware, buddy. You ready for that? I am. Let's do it. All right. Let me do my prediction. I don't have a Rose winner. Oh, my God. I forgot to do that. Um. So while you're discussing why you're picking your pitcher, I will go ahead and look for my Rose winner. And my pitcher of the the uh, series is uh, Christian Javier. Wow. I can promise you that's not where I'm going. <laughs> well, I mean, Flamber had 13 yeah. strikeouts, but <laughs> I, I mean, maybe maybe I should go Framber and then give CJ the rose. I don't know. I really don't know, but I gave, are, it, to, I gave it to CJ. It was a, it was, he had a good outing after struggling. And this is such a rose speech here. And, uh, <laughs> And he got the win for us in the uh, rubber match. So I give it to CJ. I picked Framber, I think 13 Ks. He was absolutely dominating. I think there was no reason at all that Framber should not have won that game. I know it's the only game they lost, but he pitched the best out of all the starting pitchers. And it's, it's tough when you think about his record being seven and six with ZRA being two, five something and leading major league baseball and they just can't get it together. And then you talk about CJ, who's seven and one, and his ERA's got to be up around four still. And, you know, he's just benefited from great offenses. CJ pitched five innings. He only gave up three runs. I think Framber pitched six in the third and gave up five. So I don't see how he pitched too much better. He did have 13 strikeouts, though. All right. So I stay with my pick. I believe in my pick. Position player. If anyone out there listening to this has no clue who I'm going to say now, then you haven't been listening and you haven't watched any games. And I'm thinking we're going to match on this. My position player of the series is the king, Kyle Tucker. Then you would be correct. (laughs) Kyle Tucker has been the straw that stirs the drink for these Astros for the better part of a month now. They really go as, as he goes as far as offensively. There isn't anybody doing it 
to the level that Kyle Tucker is right now. He's leading the team in RBIs. The guy is just amazing. And then he's also flashing leather. I mean, that that catch tonight, that 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 was a game-saving catch. I don't know what more you can ask from Kyle Tucker because he's just doing it all right now. Yeah, he did it on both sides. So I want you to say your rose first. And maybe, because I wasn't even like thinking about it, but I have my pick, but I am going to allow you to persuade me to change it. <laughs> I'm not going to persuade you. I'm just going to tell you. Mine no, I mean, by, you where... <laughs> your, by your choice, you could persuade me. The the Rose winner, and only because the guy does not play enough, uh, because he probably would be non-Rose worthy if he got, you know, the playing time that I feel he should is Chaz McCormick. Chaz McCormick was equally as impressive offensively in this series. The guy had two bombs tonight. I just, I mean, I don't I don't know what else you want him to do. He's driving in runs. He's on base, like you said, scored four times in the game before. Uh, Chaz McCormick, his OPS is up there now. And uh, I don't know how you don't play him every day. Well, you don't need to convince me because I already had Chaz written down. And the reason why is, like you said, he doesn't get all the play. It seems like he's playing a lot more lately. But I, he, it, this is just one of those series that there's another guy that deserves hardware, and that's who I'm giving it to based solely on he deserves hardware. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, again, if he was playing every day, I think his, his status would probably be a little different. It's not like uh... – you know, he would have been competing with Tuck because his numbers yeah. are very similar where, I mean, right now it's like every other day you maybe get Chaz. Although, like you said, the last two or three weeks we've seen more of him, but I think that's had more to do with injury than it did to go, than it did with Dusty saying, this is my guy, this is my starter. I think for Dusty Baker, in my opinion, if it was up to him, he'd, he'd start Jake Myers every game in center field. All right, let's go on to Survivor. Do you have your pick? I have a pick. I All just right. don't know if I picked them already. Oh, I can check for you. Okay. All right, so the last time we both picked San Diego over Philly. So you're now 17 and 6, and I am 13 and 10. I could, have, I could be 14 and 9, but I took the L. So my pick, my pick, sir. Is San Francisco over Cincinnati because my picks are super limited. Yeah, that's a great pick. Uh, I was looking at them too. I just didn't know if I picked them already. If I have picked them already, then I would try Washington potentially. You picked them like two two episodes ago. Washington? San Francisco. Okay, okay, okay. Well, then Washington, then. That's that's my pick. <laughs> you got to pick these guys sooner or later. I thought about it. All right, I got San Francisco. You got Washington. And, folks, get ready. It is time for Tom's final thoughts. So this Astros team has been the offense that we thought we were going to get over the last, I don't know, two weeks. And and I know fans are, are so accustomed to, to the Astros being at the top of the division, being the, the you know, the, the defending World Series champions, you expect a certain level of excellence from your team. 
Well, the crazy thing is, is they've been pretty damn good. They've won 11 out of 17 games. And you wouldn't know it because we live and die with each game. They've been pretty good. They won another series. I know they 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 are not caught Texas yet, but they're still just three games back. This bullpen is a concern for me. The bullpen has four guys in it that are in the tops in major leagues and appearances. They've all went over 40. That's Presley. That's Abreu. That's Neris. And that's Mayton. All four of those guys have had over 40 appearances already, which is up there. So you really worry about these guys' arms just falling off from all the exposure. Mayton pitched last night. Mayton pitched tonight. So it's going to be interesting. I know I, I talked at length about how I did not like the use of Rafael Montero in that spot. I'm not saying we can't use him because you need him. You need that guy to pitch. And I hope guys like Parker Mashinsky, like you talked about, make their way back up because this bullpen is going to need some help. And I know Dana spoke about it in one of his pregames this weekend. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with the trade deadline being two weeks away. All right, folks, here's my final thought. As you all know, maybe I do have a Astros baseball podcast logo dugout mug. And I worked out a deal that you are going to get them 75% off. And as soon as I get that code, you'll be able to order it. I'm working on that right now, but that's the offer. 75% off. I'll get that to you as soon as I can. So anyway, that's all the time we have for this episode. The Astros win the series. Two games coming up against Colorado. Should be even more offense. So... That's all we have. I already said that bar, but we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.